Today's scripture is from John chapter 16 from the first egalitarian translation. Jesus said, I have much more to tell you, but you can't bear to hear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, she will guide you into all truth. She won't speak on her own initiative. Rather, she'll speak only what she hears, and she'll announce to you things that are yet to come. In doing this, the spirit will give glory to me, for she will take what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that Abba God has belongs to me. This is why I said that the Spirit will take what is mine and reveal it to you. Word of God, word of life. God's grace and peace to all of us here at church and to those online, amen. So the church calls it Holy Trinity Sunday, and I don't know about you, uh, but I did not come to church to hear a lecture on God in three persons. Um, And so as I listened to the scripture that Joni just read, I thought there's something about the spirit here that Jesus is teaching that we need to engage with. So I'm going to invite your participation, um, first of all, as we begin, just a really simple poll. So if you are online, this includes you as well. You can just type your answer into the comments. So God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask you in just a minute to raise your hand. Which one of those three do you connect to the most? Is it God? Is it Jesus? Is it Holy Spirit? Okay, so everyone will raise their hand, but not necessarily at the same time. Okay, we got it here. Everybody at church, I'm going to be watching you here. So how many of us connect most with God? Okay, quite a few. How many of us connect most with Jesus? Lots of people connect with Jesus. How many of us connect with the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Not as many. I'm going to look online. I saw a thumbs up. There's a God. There's a Jesus. I had a sense that might be the answer, that the Holy Spirit, the one that Jesus is talking about today, I think is the most elusive, I like the word wispy, because how do we recognize the Spirit? In the Bible, it's revealed in various ways, fire, wind, breath, a dove. The reading that Joni read today is a more inclusive translation and has the Spirit in a feminine pronoun. I personally don't think we can limit the Spirit in gendered categories because there's so many ways that the Spirit gives us life. Each of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, have their own particular theology on the Holy Spirit. And also in our Old Testament, creation, Psalms, prophet, even before the time of Jesus, speak of the Spirit. So what? Who is the Holy Spirit? I remember being asked this question in an oral interview exam before graduating from seminary. 
And a simple answer can be the Holy Spirit is the inbreaking of God in this world. Inbreaking an active presence of God in the here and now. And it is still so difficult to identify the Spirit and discern it. Is that God speaking to me, or was it just my stomach growling? Is this an idea that somehow I have affection to, or is this really where God is calling me to go? Where do we find the spirit, the inbreaking of God in this world, in suffering, in controversy, when there's not a clear answer? And so we go back to Jesus' words today. And Jesus says, the Spirit declares, the Spirit delivers, the Spirit guides as advocate teacher. When Jesus is no longer in the world, God is still present in this Spirit for the sake of the world. So if nothing else today, just simply take this as a gift, I do. When everything feels like too much, where is God in the world? I feel like the world is um, the bottom is falling out, I can't find a sense of hope, that Jesus promises the Spirit, and that Spirit connects us to Jesus, connects us to God. We do not do this life on our own, and it's actually the impetus, the creation of the church is the Holy Spirit, and it is meant to guide us in the future to give us access to God even when Jesus is not present. So there is so much about the Holy Spirit. I want to make a few points and then talk about discernment of the Spirit here at Mount Olivet, how we do that and why that's important. And then uh, you guys get to um, have the rest of the time. I would love to be able to answer questions that you have or I think it's very powerful if you yourself have had an experience of the Spirit, if you feel comfortable sharing that in community, because I really think that it is in the witnessing to that, the telling of the story, that that's made known in a very specific way. Uh, the first thing I wanna share is the Spirit is community-centered. Um, there's very much a sense of a monastic life or a contemplative practice where it's an internal, interior sense of the Spirit, which is certainly true for our own discernment. But God's Holy Spirit is for the sake of the world. It is not meant to be a private experience. The Holy Spirit is inclusive, the movement of God to all people to simply make Christ known. And I have a couple examples to share with you. I remember being at a funeral for a 15-year-old boy who died without reason, went to bed, and was dead the next morning. And the family, in their deepest grief, in their suffering, just before the funeral said, I don't think I can do this. The suffering is too great. We are hurting too much. And the doors of the sanctuary were open, and that was the first time they glimpsed a packed church filled with community. And they realized that they were not holding this grief on their own, that there was a spirit connecting them with God and community in a way that this was not about something that they had to suffer on their own, but shared it in a community. That's one example. The calling of a pastor 
It's not a backroom decision. As you know, it takes a long time. It can take a long time. It's a spirit-led process where we discern a leader for the call committee, where people actually say, I'm really feeling called to be on this team who will discern who is our next leader at this church. And they meet diligently in a process established to let the spirit come through prayer, through clear sense of identity and mission in a church. And for those who interview, it's a call process. The church just doesn't say this is the person we feel called to. That same person has to feel called to a church. And that's the way the church raises up new leaders. A call to a pastor is to a specific community, and it's a very spirit-led, intentional process. The Holy Spirit as Lutherans. Uh, Luther's simple explanation, the Holy Spirit makes us holy. For us to receive all that is Christ made known, the Spirit brings Christ to us in Luther's succinct writing, to create, to call, to gather. These are Luther's words. Jesus first leads us into his holy community, placing us in the church's lap, where he preaches to us and brings us to Christ. And so for Lutherans, the Spirit is fully made known in preaching, in the ongoing conversation, the relevancy of God in the here and now and making God accessible to all in this very creative way, but also grounded in the church itself because the word simply creates. And I hope and I trust and I think I know you have had experiences where you have gone to church and after the sermon you said, wow, something is moving inside of me. Something is moving and shaping us as a community to move forward. That is the Holy Spirit. In the sacraments, Holy Communion and Baptism, participatory events where we experience the means of God's grace, where there's a humanness and where God is present for the forgiveness of sin to claim both the death and resurrection of Jesus and new life in Christ. And the Spirit shows up in the particularities of this life, not just holy things, not just church things inside a church building, but the dailiness of life, the creatureliness of being human. That is where we will find the Holy Spirit. Forward thinking and responsive. Jesus' words today are specific. He says, I have more to tell you, but you cannot bear it. Because we cannot take on in this moment all that will happen in the world a year from now, 10 years from now, 100 years from now. And Jesus promises the Holy Spirit will be there, is here to guide us. I think back to Mount Olivet when it first started in the 1800s, and how about in the 1900s, in the early 2000s, we were not at those times experiencing or encountering what we're encountering now, 
But the Spirit was present then. The Spirit is present now. And for those of us who like to control and know, we can't. But what we can know is the Spirit is given to us to help us discern, to give us the next step for where we need to go. The Spirit is not always comforting. There's a restlessness in the Spirit. We heard last week that a violent wind pushes the disciples out into the streets of Jerusalem, so they are talking in all these languages. Now, we can perceive that as threatening because it is threatening to the ways of the world, because God's Spirit is here to speak truth and to act for justice. And the Spirit will always mean change, which not all of us like, but it takes us to new people and new places. And it's never on our own watch. It will not happen neatly within an hour of worship time. Yet I have yet to meet someone or a community who has trusted the Spirit, who has regretted that decision. So all of those things are well and good, but how do we harness the Spirit as a community? Because we need to. That is our future. That is how we have access to Jesus through God's Holy Spirit. So a few things that we do here at Mount Olivet. Community practices to discern the Spirit. The first one is dwelling in the Word. Obviously, we do that in worship every week when we read Scripture. But there's um, an intention for us each and every year to assign a scripture and read that as meetings and do a practice called dwelling in the word where we simply read the word, we try our best to sit in quiet for 90 seconds, and then we share among, sometimes in partners, sometimes as a whole group, what was it about that reading that connected to us, what's a question we had, what's something that's relating to my daily life, and we simply share it. And oftentimes, the Spirit is spoken through the words of someone else. It's almost like everyone offers what they heard and puts it on a table. And how is what's shared shaping the conversation, leading us to new things? That is what dwelling in the Word, and we've been doing it here at Mount Olivet for many, many years now, and it has shaped who we are and continues to shape who we are as a church. The second is dwelling in the world, not word, but world. Deep listening to what is going on in our community with people, with organizations, open tables, our community meal, our Be Open vision actually was created by us dwelling in the world and listening to organizations and community partners about their hopes and dreams, about the needs of this community. And it was through that dwelling of the world and word that we said, we feel like we're called to do this. And you know the rest of the story. We did it. And God's spirit has been there and continues to be there. This sense of hospitality is another way as a community that we engage with the Holy Spirit. And it's not simply about giving, but it's also about receiving. And to receive from others, in Luke 10 we hear it, to eat what is set before us, 
to actually be present in the moment to where we are. And I have seen this, we have seen this manifest itself in our community meal, especially when we were eating together. We were feeding and we were also fed. To receive from someone else their story or their presence as we give of ourselves. I've seen that in our housing initiatives uh, when we have hosted uh, families transitioning in homelessness through families moving forward. We offer space and a safe space for families to stay, but we also hear and receive the power of their stories. So this power of hospitality to receive, I really think we know how to give, but do we know how to receive? That is where God's spirit will be found. And then the last one that we do here is action and reflection. It's never just trying something. It's reflecting after the fact. What did we learn? Where was, God's, where was God present? What was hard about it? Should we continue it? Should we modify? What is the next thing that we need to do? Action and reflection. You know, our mission statement is finding our place in God's unfolding story. I think that mission statement could find its place of origin from the scripture reading today because Jesus' promise is, when I am no longer with you, which the fulfillment of Jesus is his ascension to God after his resurrection, that we will find our place as we discern the Spirit. Coming out of a pandemic with the needs, the property and grounds, the people, you, in this future, it is going to be because we discern the Spirit. And it is good. It is not always the easiest work, but I know, I know that we are on to something here. So I just want to take a few moments and just see. If you don't have any questions, that's fine. If you don't have a story, that's fine. Um, but this is work that we do together, and so I just offer that today. Does anyone have a question on the Holy Spirit? Let's start there first, and I'm going to go online too to see if you have questions. Anyone have? Oh, yeah, Barb. Yeah, Barb's question was, it felt strange to hear it as she. Um, I think there's, there's male language in the Bible. Um, you know, those Greek words with those pronouns are different than our English language. Um, I think there is this expansive sense that the work of the Holy Spirit can't be limited to solely gender. If you look at a very maternal sense of um, God's presence in this world, a masculine sense, whatever that is, I think... Um, I wanted to read it this way because I think that just opens ourselves up a little bit more, but I don't think we can limit ourselves 
to God only acting in a certain way. It's to be able to see that. And for those who, you know, there's been um, a challenging experience in their lives, um, to be able to have access to God in that way, I think is really important. Yeah, John. Your question was, is it, you said, in the back of our heads? Prodding us? I think my, all of us hold the Holy Spirit. Um, We're human. Do we overthink? Yes. Um, I only can speak to an experience that I don't think God ever stops inviting, pursuing, accompanying us in that, that um, whether or not God is calling us in an exact moment or time, maybe it takes us a little bit longer to get there. Um, If we start feeling the weight of not being able, thinking that we're not doing something right, then I think that's a little bit off. I think there's an openness and this balance to human initiation and this presence of God leading us to circumstances. But I do really think, and Jesus says this too, to be mindful of that spirit, to ask those questions. What is your own personal um, way that you connect with God and spirit? Is it devotion? Is it a Bible study? Whatever that is, because oftentimes other people are with us in this life to help us connect, to take that next step. Um, to really discern where God is calling us to go. All right, one last call. Questions or stories that you have on the Spirit? Yeah, Mark. So Mark just shared a story uh, when his mom was near the end of her life. He was called to be on a business trip and had a conversation with the person sitting next to him, which he doesn't normally do. And this person really embodied his mom for him. And he had found out when he landed that his mom had died. And there was a spirit sense for Mark um, that that was not just coincidence, that there was a presence of God connecting him, comforting, connecting him with his mom when he couldn't be physically present. And um, thank you, Mark, for sharing that. I think that's really powerful. It's very personal but I don't think that story was only for you, Mark, and it's in sharing that, that we are reminded of Jesus' words, that we are not abandoned, that God is as concerned with the moment and timing of your mom's death and connecting you to that 
as well as all of the other things going on in this world. I mean, how can that be, but it is true? And I think that's what defines us as a church, as a community of faith, that that is our grounding point to be able to bear witness to that spirit and invite and claim that spirit. Because there are days that I sit here going, God, what are you up to? This is so hard right now. And it's someone else speaking a story, um, being present in our lives, being able to ignite something that we can't see on our own. And that is God working in community. So clearly today, not um, a sermon uh, that can fit neatly um, into uh, 1,500 words, but an ongoing conversation, especially now as we are in the midst of a new future of the church, not only for Mount Olivet, but for the ELCA, for the bigger church. And where is God leading us specifically? Trusting in this, this presence and those powerful words to declare, to deliver, to announce where God through Jesus is in this world. Amen.